Dustin Reeves from American Riviera Bank. You are listening to the American Riviera Bank Regional Pulse. I am here with Bettina Swigger. Bettina, as the CEO of Downtown Slow, serves the community by working on initiatives like parking and beautification efforts, coordinating special events, and the weekly Thursday night farmers market, supporting economic activities, and examining downtown issues like creative place making, supporting small businesses, enhancing tourism, and creating a clean and safe environment for all in downtown Slow. Welcome, Medina. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited about having a conversation with you today, Dustin. Same here. Thank you. So, um, first and foremost, tell us about downtown Slow and what it is, what types of programs it provides for the community. Sure, well, I'll tell you a little bit about what Downtown Slow is today and also what Downtown Slow kind of used to be. Uh, so Downtown Slow is the business association that serves a geographic footprint in downtown San Luis Obispo. And there are about 600, 625 businesses that fall within that geographic boundaries. So we are a business improvement area, and when a business takes out a tax um, license, a business operations certificate with the city of Slow, they automatically become a member in our organization. Um, and we've been around in one form or another since about 1975 in our community. Uh, we are a standalone nonprofit. We're a 501c6 organization, which is a membership organization. Uh, we also have a 501c3, which is a charitable nonprofit arm. So we're kind of like a partnership of the business improvement area and also the charitable arm where we raise money for beautification and other activities. Our mission is to foster an economically vibrant downtown. And up until about five months ago, we did that by primarily running events like the farmer's market that usually takes place on Thursday nights, like the Friday night summer concerts in the plaza um, series. Uh, holiday activations and other activities. So our daily operations have changed like everyone has in, in this time. And now we're really focused on trying to decode comprehensive, complicated information that's coming from the state, the county, and the city, getting it to the business owners so that they can stay alive and ultimately uh, be economically successful during this crazy upside down world that we're living in. Sure, sure. And that, I, that was one of my questions too, is uh, how has COVID affected your programs and how you support the businesses downtown? Um, are there new programs that have rolled out since five months ago and, and all this chaos that's happened? Definitely. So somewhat ironically, or maybe serendipitously, we were working on a strategic planning process uh, in February and March prior to COVID. And a lot of the work that we were doing in that strategic planning work was focused on how we could better serve the businesses that were part of our membership. Because putting on events and promoting events takes a lot of staff time and a lot of energy. Um, we did a lot to support the businesses, but we didn't have that kind of one-on-one -on -one relationship with the businesses that we, or we thought we could improve upon that. So somewhat ironically, now we've pivoted so that that's pretty much the majority of the work that we're doing every day. And so one of the positive outcroppings of this experience has been we have instituted uh, weekly member calls that are taking place, like everything, on Zoom. Um, and we do that every Monday morning and have between 
gosh, 30 to 60 uh, people participate in that every week. And we're bringing together different stakeholders, not just the, the businesses that make up our downtown retail, the restaurants, the uh, independent contractors, the architects, the engineers, but also our partners at the City of San Luis Obispo, the Chamber of Commerce, at Cal Poly, um, and the other economic significant drivers um, in the downtown. So we're really trying to help solidify those relationships, and that's been a nice outcropping of a challenging situation, to yeah. say the least. Now, are you reaching out to new businesses to join in on these uh, meetings, or how, how does one get connected? Just because they're a member, or how does that work? So, in, uh, generally, because there is that automatic membership that happens when you open a business in downtown, as soon as you open a business downtown, you reach out and say, hey, welcome. Here's cool. how you can participate and join in. Uh, as you can imagine, there are a little bit fewer businesses that are opening right now uh, as, as opposed to, say, last June. But they're not down as significantly as you might think. Um, there are still new businesses that are opening downtown. And we reach out to those folks and say, hey, here's how we can help. Here's um, what you need to know right now at this moment in time. And we're all in this together. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now that says, we are all in this together, um, which I think has become a little bit of a platitude, but it is literally true. Like, we're all in this geographic area together. Yeah. We're all in this moment together. And if we're not like each other survive. Totally. Yeah. Totally. We do also have a voluntary membership program for businesses that might not be within the downtown area but care about downtown. So we know that downtown San Luis Obispo is the beating heart of our county. You know, there are places where people come to, to, to dine out, to shop, uh, to attend cultural events, um, to come together to celebrate good times. So we do have a voluntary membership component as well. Okay. Now, how would uh, somebody, you know, participate in a volunteer uh, or any other? You know, you mentioned donations as well. Uh, what's the best way? Of well, we like the internet, Dustin. That's great. We like our Absolutely. website, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is downtownslo.com. And you can find information about the voluntary membership program as well as ways to donate through the Friends of Downtown Federal C three organization. I, I will say I have it bookmarked on my uh, favorites and uh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, and and um, I encourage everybody to sign up for your newsletter as well. Um, obviously, things are different right now, but before, if if my wife and I stare at each other on a Thursday or Friday night, what is there to do this weekend? <laughs> I go to your calendar, oftentimes, and see what's going on. You know, like you mentioned, the concerts and fall. We'll get back to it, but those it's a great resource. Well, thank you. Yeah, and we're really trying to do our best to showcase the different ways that people can support downtown, the cultural institutions, um, the businesses, the restaurants, everybody. So we have a business directory on there. Oh, great. And you can also uh, link to a virtual shopping map. There are uh, maps of all of the new parklets that have been deployed in the downtown for the okay. restaurants. Yeah. Through um, the Open Slow program. And that's another new program. That Is that for you guys? It's Personally? It's complicated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so in May, the city council um, 
launched this program called Open Slow, and it was designed to create more physical space for people to conduct commerce. So the idea was that they would do this through a variety of ways, deploying parklets, closing certain city streets, um, expanded gathering and dining uh, in spaces like Mission Plaza. So we have uh, partnered with the city on promoting that program. Um, currently, because we went into the second round of indoor dining shutdown, right. all okay. of the restaurants were moved outside to the curb. Um, there have been more than 30 parklets deployed in the downtown area. And this is something that's happening all over the country. Right. Our city really did a heavy lift and they responded quickly to that moment. Yep. So there is um, a dine-out downtown program where you can have open seating in Mission Plaza and there's great tables and chairs. Yeah, but a great spot to just sit and eat, you know, dinner or lunch. Or, yeah. It's so cool. It's really cool. Yeah. It's so cool. We got a bunch of plants donated from farm supplies. So there's trees and greenery and it's just a reimagining of a space that we all love that yeah. we're used to attending big events in but you can kind of repurpose it and have an right. ice cream cone or a cup of coffee or a full picnic right right yeah plenty of space for everybody and then uh, i've noticed the restaurants who have those parklets they're now there are some great decorations and it really does look like part of their restaurant you know i would not mind sitting there eating my lunch, you know, it looks great. Yes, and there's a lot of opportunity. Um, one of the things that I kind of pride myself on is the opportunity to see blank canvases for avenues to surprise and delight people. Cool. And I think the parklets is a great example, are a great example of that. Uh, Coverall at Blue, for example, they yeah. have their wine barrels out, they're putting their fine white tablecloths out, uh, candles, it feels very romantic and sort of European. Um, and then you have, you know, the more kind of rustic vibe of like Eureka Burger, where it's picnic tables um, or Moe's Barbecue with red and white checkered tablecloths. Yeah. yeah. So it definitely you can feel the personality of the business right. in the outdoor space. Right. They all Pretty did cool. a good job of making that flow look like part of the restaurant, and it just looks natural. It's really pretty neat to walk around and see. Yeah, I think that some of the that. Creativity is an example of how creative our downtown businesses are. A lot of them are small business people. They right. are not, um, they don't have huge corporations beside them, behind them. They're looking at ways that they can be individual, but also still celebrate our local identity. Mm -hmm. And I'm really impressed with the work that they've done and the quick lift and pivot that they've all had to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wanted to also uh, ask, and you know, it's when we walked in. There's some a few folks in here. I know you've got staff here. Um, about how many people work for downtown Slow? So prior to COVID, we had eight full-time staff. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, we had to cut our staff by about fifty percent. Okay. So there are currently four employees working for our organization. One of those is me. Uh, one of those is our ambassador, Austin Bertucci. And he is, provides a wonderful service to the downtown. He goes out and picks up litter. Yeah, and I see him everywhere. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. He's, got, he's always got this great, great big smile on his face yeah. under his mask. Right, of course. You can see the cheeks, right? You can see yeah. the cheeks, the smiles <laughs> in, your, in your eyes. That's right. Um, 
But uh, so we have Austin, and he's out there making sure that you know things are sanitized and clean. We have Rachel Mayorino, our um, COO, and she's making sure that our systems are working properly. And then uh, Whitney Cheney is our farmers market manager, and we're working on ways to try to bring back the farmers market in a scaled down essentials market version. Um, but she's also working on our marketing and communication. Cool. Very good. So we're a small but mighty team. Small. And I guess that's where you probably lean on those volunteers as well if you're trying to do something. So, We've got a great board of directors who oh. have done uh, a lot of leaning in. Yeah. And, uh, we have um, some committees that are kind of reworking right now. But there are lots of ways to participate um, and just show up for each other in this yeah. downtown community. Great. So tell me what else is new uh, going on downtown slow, and not just downtown, but just in San Luis Obispo in general. There's a lot of really cool new stuff happening. Um, right now, as we record this on Hygera Street, which is of course our main street going through the downtown, right. we do farmer's market Thursday nights usually, but not now. Um, they're putting in a buffered bike lane, and that's exciting because yeah. we're always working on ways to make downtown more accessible um, and we encourage people to cycle. It's a big cycling community. In fact, San Luis Obispo was voted the number one bike city in America oh, wow. uh, last month by um, a, an important cycling institution. So uh, we know that that's something that's been in the city comprehensive plan and also in the downtown concept plan, which is a giant planning document that I have on my wall behind me that I just look at. <laughs> Gotta know what's going on. I, I just saw those when we were walking down here. Do you know how long it goes? Is it all of Hygera? Is it? It's going to go from Santa Rosa to Nipomo Street, which okay. is um, basically the same stretch as, as would be Farmers Market. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's really cool to think about that. They're taking Hygera Street from a three-lane road to a two-lane road to accommodate and park for all of the parklets that are in. Yeah. And those parklets that are installed as part of the Open Slow program will be in place for up to one year. So oh. through June 2021, uh, and I suspect that they'll remain for longer than that yeah. because they're very cool and people are enjoying it. And we have such great weather here mm -hmm. that it makes sense for that type of commerce and activity to be encouraged. Okay. Especially past winter, you know, take advantage of that good weather afterwards and since they're set up. Yes, yeah. and I'm going to say something that might be a little bit offensive to people who live in the Central Coast and Southern California, but I moved here from Colorado, and I would argue that we have nice weather all year round. I know that's a controversial statement, but um, it's true. So yeah. Yeah, we're seeing true. even with uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a little bit of a cold snap. What meaning it got down to, I don't know, 65 right. after 7 o'clock. And we were seeing some of the parklets put out um, outdoor heaters, and we'll see more of that. That's yeah. that's definitely. I mean, I grew up here, and uh, I complain, and then I have to check myself. And go, you, it's sixty-five and sunny. What am I complaining about? So yeah, you're absolutely right. My first night in San Luis Obispo, um, I arrived on a Thursday. It was January twenty-seventh, two thousand eleven, and uh, I was staying with some people, and they said, "Oh, we should go to the farmers market." Great, let's do that. I had no idea what to expect. Right. And I was wearing a t-shirt because I'd just driven from Colorado where it was 20 degrees and it was 65. I was like, this is great. And I saw people wearing earmuffs and scarves. And I thought, okay, I've officially landed on a different planet. Yeah. 
welcome to California. It's the only time we can bundle up, you know, so. Uh, it's true, yeah. and winter accessories are very flattering. That's right, that's right. Yeah, I'll give you that, and we need to make sure that we're keeping this, uh, this fashion season alive. Keep them flowing and rotating in the closet, so. <laughs> and now I totally am freezing if it goes, if the temperature drops below 75. But anyway, we did Yes, but there's mostly cool. good weather all the time in downtown slow year-round. So that just makes sense to leave. Keep it going. Totally. Yeah. That outdoor dining, that's part. I mean, think about like the Novo patio. That's such an iconic right. spot. And uh, just giving some more restaurants that opportunity mm-hmm. to expand. So that program will continue through at least June 2021. And those parklets um, did create a little bit of change in the right-of-way of traffic. So they're putting in that protected bike lane so that it's a little safer and mm-hmm. people who are dining don't feel intimidated by the vehicles that are coming down. Um, some other really cool things that are happening in the downtown are right before, uh, right in 2019 and early 2020, two new hotels opened in our downtown. Right. And they're beautiful properties. Um, Hotel Slow is on Palm Street and that's got a, a fantastic rooftop bar that actually opened up kind of quietly after the shutdown and has quickly become a popular destination. They have a bocce ball court um, called the High Bar and um, that's a fantastic place to visit. They've got two restaurants on the property, Piadina and Ox and Anchor, as well as that, that rooftop bar. And then on Garden Street is Hotel Cerro, and they have a Brasserie Slow, and they also have a rooftop pool, which unfortunately at this time is not open to the public, but I have toured it and it is gorgeous. Yeah. So we have some assets in the downtown that we didn't have two years ago. Um, and I think that is going to situate us for when the recovery comes, and it's already begun somewhat, uh, we're going to be in a good position to welcome visitors back, um, invite them to spend their money in our shops and our restaurants and keep our economy going. Great. Great. So, um, you know, we haven't talked too much about Cal Poly and the connection with downtown slow and, and just San Luis in general. Tell me about, um, what Cal Poly kind of brings to, to San Luis Obispo? Well, Cal Poly brings people, human yeah. beings, and their bodies first and foremost, yeah. right? So uh, we're preparing right now for, I believe there are going to be 5,600 students living on campus, and those are mostly going to be the first-year students. Um, but then they're, they're seeing that it'll probably be up to another 20,000 people who are going to be living off-campus in our community, yeah. returning to, to to San Luis Obispo. And our organization has a really close relationship with Cal Poly. Um, we have employed over the course of our organization probably several hundred interns through Cal Poly. Okay, they are our, the lifeblood of our, yeah. our event operations. Um, last summer, to put it into perspective, we had a team of seven interns who were working with us putting on Farmers Market and Concerts in the Plaza every week. Um, and then we also have uh, various assistants during the, the calendar year helping us with admin and um, other sort of more typical office work. So that internship program is huge to our organization and it's also huge to the workforce of downtown. Uh, Cal Poly students work in restaurants, they work in retail, they work in the hotels. Um, and I know it's going to be really interesting to see how the new academic calendar affects those hours and how like the holiday shopping season for example 
is usually when retailers start hiring more staff, but the Cal Poly academic semester or quarter is ending at Thanksgiving and then they're right. encouraging people to quote go home. Right. So that means there's gonna be but a long that's a long period of time. It's a long period of time and it's that kind of critical last few weeks in retail. So I'm hoping that if any of you out there listening have a high school student who is come or a college student who lives in slow and is coming yeah. back, maybe they could get a job working downtown. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very so cool. It's a big part of us. We also have uh, you might not know this, but there is a Cal Poly dorm downtown. Um, so the Hothouse Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship has Cal Poly lofts attached to it as well. And so there are actually Cal Poly residents downtown. Yeah. And I got the chance to speak to some of uh, the, the residents last fall, and it was really cool to get their perspective on how they enjoy living downtown, what it's like for them to be an urban dweller. Many of them don't have cars, they don't want to have cars. They're part of just a new generation of sort of urban dwellers. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to actually see the, uh, the residences, but the Hothouse is uh, an amazing uh, program. And then I've gone there quite a few times, met with these, like, these genius Cal Poly students coming up with these, these new ideas and it's great seeing them come to fruition. It really is and I think it points to the forward thinking nature of our community. Uh, Cal Poly brings such a benefit just in terms of keeping our thinking fresh in, yeah. in this community. And uh, we're part of an international downtown association as well as a Main Street um, association. So I get to connect with other downtowns oh, very cool. that are working all over, different from small towns to big urban areas. Uh, it's really fascinating to learn from them about what they're doing. And we have a, the upper hand in many ways because we do have residents of the university downtown and because we have the hothouse here. We're now looking at our work through a framework of three different components of our work. And the first is environment. So how do we create an environment that is clean, attractive, safe, um, environmentally, with, with, the, with the work that we do on the trees, um, the built environment, various architecture, advocating for certain projects and historical uh, properties. The, the second platform is the economy. And so how can we make an environment that is economically successful for people, and that includes partnering financial institutions like American Review Bank. Um, and then the third is innovation. And so we already have a hub for innovation, and we think there's great opportunity, especially in the coming years as retail continues to evolve. I suspect and predict that we will see different types of industries crop up uh, in some of our storefronts that maybe have been traditionally brick and mortar retail shops. And we see an evolution of people moving to a more hybrid model of shopping online and creating more opportunities for a virtual space. And I think the Cal Poly partnership with our downtown and with our city is going to be critical in that work. Yeah, very cool. Uh, and I know I wanted to circle back to um, uh, talking about some of those great programs uh, that you guys have put on Farmer's Market and the, the concerts and the plaza. I don't think we touched on, I know that those are sponsored. Uh, so how do businesses 
I'm assuming through online, we love the, you mentioned you love the website, but what's the best way should they, businesses that may want to sponsor upcoming events when things do turn back around, um, reach out to you, come to your office downtown? Yes, we are always seeking sponsorships. Yeah. Um, sponsorships can be accepted early and often. Uh, we are working on restructuring our sponsorship packages because okay. our events are so up in the air right now. Right. But, um, Good time to... Yeah, you know, everything's kind of up for new ways of doing things. Yeah. And we do know that concerts in the plaza will come back someday. Right. Farmer's Market will come back someday. Um, we will operate Santa's house. We're just not quite sure what that's going to look like. Um, we will have a business education series, whether mm -hmm. that's virtual or, or in person. We prefer to do it in person because of the networking that comes from those. I'm glad you brought that one up because uh, our very own Jay Beck was scheduled um, to be part of that. Yes, we are working on that in October and we may uh, change that so it's just part of one of our weekly meetings. Okay. Um, we're still kind of trying to figure that out. There's yeah. a lot of opportunity for online learning right now from everything from like Yale University to yeah. the local chamber and the local SDBC. So we're trying to figure out what bandwidth people have for that type of right. learning. Right. Zoom is definitely those types of programs that open up a lot of virtual conversations and learning and all that. So. And some of it's great and yeah. some of it can be really fatiguing and exhausting. And we don't want to be part of the fatiguing and exhausting. No. We want to be the uplifting creative, um, put some wind in your sails, kind of, yeah. kind of Well, I think if anybody can make it creative, it's you guys. You've done a great job Thank you. Uh, coming up with new new ways to keep the downtown vibrant. And, um, Thank you. Well, yeah, you know, it's been an opportunity to, to just rethink everything. One, one project that I'm quite proud of was something that was just a fly by the seat of your pants initiative and that was the Mayflower initiative. Oh, so yeah. Back in April when everything was shut down, we um, it was raining a lot and you know the adage April showers bring May flowers. And we thought, okay, how can we do something to enliven the downtown while everything's shut? And we invited some artists to paint flowers on the windows in downtown businesses. And I thought when we started it that maybe we'd get like twenty or twenty five. By the end of the project, we had 77 participating oh, yeah. businesses. Yeah, they're still up. I see them walking around and they look beautiful. Do you think you're going to be doing more of that kind of fun? I think uh, so. Yeah. yeah. Those are fun, just collaborations with everybody and keeping everybody on a yeah, kind of a partnership. We're all in this together. Was, yeah. Definitely. And my background. I have a background in the arts, so I'm very keenly interested in public art as a right. practice to engage people and to, to stimulate the, the economy. So I think there are lots of opportunities. I walk around downtown, I see a lot of blank walls that I see as canvases for sure. potential mural projects. That's something that we're going to be talking about with some of the property owners in the downtown especially if people are spending more time outside, right? We know that each business, like you were saying earlier, has a character inside of their establishment, but how can we bring that personality right. to the external faces uh, of, the, of the buildings? Um, we'll definitely do some kind of holiday window decorating. Oh, yeah. That's something That's we do fun. every yeah. year, mm -hmm. very fun. Um, 
And this year, I think it'll be even more special because of what everything looks like. Right. These days. Um, and I think there are just opportunities for uh, for art in general to to enliven public spaces. During uh, in May, there was also the debut of a brand new piece of public art on the arch going into the Marsh Street parking structure. Right. You may have seen that. Yeah. It's super colorful. Yeah. Um, on, the, on the backside, as you're walking out of the parking structure, it says, slow, happy, you're here. And um, I, I was really happy. We worked with the city of Slow's public art department on that project. And I was actually the one who suggested it because I walked by that arch every day and I just thought, what? Who owns that? Yeah. Like, it was this kind of this blank stucco arch that said parking. And I thought, that could be really cool. Yeah. And so the, the city public art department said, hey, that's a great idea, and they reached out to Canned Pineapple and they worked on that project. Um, we also uh, helped facilitate the uh, temporary chalk art mural that's in Mission Plaza right now, honoring Maxine Lloyd-Lewis, mm -hmm. who was a social uh, worker and um, just a champion for the underserved in, in our community who passed away in 1988. And that we thought was gonna be up for maybe a couple of weeks, and it's just lasted and lasted, and it's become a real um, spot for people to visit. Yeah. So those kinds of public art initiatives are so important to telling the story of how creative the downtown is. I know one of the reasons that I chose to move here was I came out here for a job interview and I walked through the downtown and I saw all of the electrical boxes that were painted with those vivid designs, right. all of them different. And I just thought, this is a place that really appreciates the arts, appreciates whimsy. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they like to have fun. Yeah, um, no so, other place has uh, painted cows put throughout the town, right? <laughs> and they're still talked about. That's right. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And well, I mean, gosh, we even have in our office, we have a trout that was from oh. an initiative back. Yeah. I got this was before I lived here, so I'm not sure exactly when, but there was a painted trout initiative. And we have a steelhead trout, and her name is Stelina. Um, and she's over there in the corner. You can say hi to her. I will. As I when we're done, yeah. I'm say hi. Uh, that's too funny. Well, all of those are great because it also gets people out and gets them walking around downtown. And then you know, you hope that that also stimulates some some spending downtown, supporting those local businesses, buying a cup of coffee, walking into some of the retail and restaurants, and so everything you're doing is uh, not only beautifying. Uh, you know, generating foot traffic, essentially, so it's great. Yeah, and we have such a walkable downtown. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. it's, it's got a small footprint, first of all, um, but with all of the amazing trees and the lights that are in the trees, and you know, we have a couple of hills, but they're not too steep. Right. Um, we have the beautiful creek pathway, which is such an oasis yeah. um, in the middle of our, our urban environment. It really is such a special place, and we just want to tell the story of why. Right. Uh, so, well, Bettina, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, it was great talking to you and just hearing about everything. I learned a lot, uh, so I hope our listeners do too. And again, I just thank you so much. This is great. Well, thanks for the opportunity to get to share some of what I'm passionate about. There's so much to see and do downtown, and uh, I encourage you to reach out virtually. Uh, our website is downtownslo.com and 
we're also pretty active on Instagram. That seems to be the channel that's really yeah, the way to, to communicate right now. And we're also on Facebook. And if you're part of the downtown business and you want to get more involved with us, uh, we do have a private Facebook group, Downtown Slow Businesses, that you can request to join. Um, and we have uh, those Monday morning meetings that I mentioned. And there's lots of opportunities to become a voluntary member, um, or support our, our nonprofit arm, or just learn more about our downtown. Great, thank you. And again, I encourage everybody to sign up for the newsletter too. Those are fun and very informative. Yes, thanks for the tip. Yeah, the downtown delivery. We try to send that once every couple of weeks when there's pertinent information. We always try to make it packed full of all the goodies you need to know. Perfect. Well, thanks again. Thanks. Have a great day. You too.